0: Future. We're talking real money.
1: Welcome to Talking Real Money again. I'm Don, Tom's over there, and we're here to set the record straight, to tell you the honest truth about money and particularly about investing. Because, well, investing is the land of misperception, outright lying, fibbing, exaggerating not telling the truth, pushing things that make somebody else money and not you. And we want to tilt that playing field a little more toward you, just a little bit toward you. Okay, maybe a lot bit towards you. Now, when it comes to investment accounts, most of us do not and should not, by the way, manage our own portfolios of individual securities. It is really hard to do. And the way we want you to do it is almost impossible to do as an individual. So a lot of people go to the experts. They go to private wealth managers, or in most cases, just mutual funds or ETFs that actively manage money and claim to be able to make you more money. That's their claim to fame. However, I want to ask you two questions, true or false. Question one, only one in three active managers beat the S and P 500. True or false? It's true. One yeah, it, it is oh, true. 100? I was going
2: to say true. I was just waiting for well, you. It's the buzzer.
1: That's the buzzer. That's,
2: oh, the, buzzer. that's, 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 the, that's, that's the. I'm oh, buzzing were,
1: in. I thought you I thought there
2: might have oh. been somebody else trying to cut. I was wanting okay. to win. All right. Okay. So what?
1: The answer is yes. That yes, is true. Yes. 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 Question number two. Yeah. Active managers oh, in uh, aggregate oh, across the okay. board. All of them. Possess discernible. You can actually see that these people have skill. You can document their incredible skill that they get for getting their their huge salaries for managing your money. True or false? yes, I Tom. False.
2: I think that's false. That is false. I've looked at them and I don't see. It. When I look at them, I don't see anything like that. I don't we don't see, like see like a it either. Halo or a something. Study Roll after
1: study, Standard & Poor's does their SPIVA study every year, The Standard & Poor's uh, index versus active, and they find over and over again, active managers just don't beat the benchmarks. Second, there have been multiple studies done by the uh, um, Swiss Finance Institute, sure. by Fama and French, that found that active managers who who appear to have skill, who have actually outperformed their indexes, are more likely doing so not based on any skill, but based on luck. Because if enough people do something, some of them are going to win just by being lucky. So why is it, Tom, why is it that active money managers fail so miserably to provide anything for the ridiculous money they make?
2: why i mean the why? why is really
1: tough i mean because, no henrik the, bissenbinder b- well, herr bissenbinder he, he says he tells you why that's what i was saying the cost you no know, okay that's one of the things but okay why is it so hard because only you a see few the future. stocks Oh,
2: okay, okay pardon me okay that, getting it i'm i'm going back to the doctor here i do
1: apologize oh, uh herr you know <laughs> and I, I set him up i set him up this is like have you ever watched kids play t-ball you know, oh, you I put the bad. ball on a stick. It's sitting there, and you get the bat, and you I have. I was to not hit a very good batsman. That's why I took up stick. soccer.
2: By the way,
1: I mean, I'm not even pitching it. I'm literally putting the topic there. on a stick
2: they in didn't front have of him. That when
1: I was growing up,
2: <laughs> you went right into hardball. I, All right, so let's go back. Let's go back. My so, career.
1: Yeah. Why? Why do active okay. fund managers have such a tough time? What is there any empirical okay. evidence okay. that shows why it's so difficult for them Getting to win? It.
2: I feel the bat hitting me over the head repeatedly. I feel it now. I'm going over here
1: in the corner letting you talk.
2: (laughs) All right. You ready? Dr. Bissenbinder, who is well known for his research of stocks going back almost 100 years now, 1926. He says gains. Listen to this number. It's astounding. Gains in only 72 companies have accounted for half of all the net worth creation from stocks relative to T-bills since 1926. In other words, those 72 were the reason to be invested. If you weren't in those, eh, you're and out over, of luck.
1: Over those years, we're talking about thousands and thousands of different publicly traded companies. And in <laughs> the, those 72 stocks provided the bulk of the return over, over, over a hundred years. And the fascinating thing, if you ask
2: the people running the funds... They tell you, well, it's not me. It's the market. There's a problem with the market. This year, we've had a run-up from, well, you, we had Fang, right? Then we had Fang, and then we had Fat Man, all those silly
1: abbreviations. Those are weird and I, I, I didn't even know. What is Fat Man?
2: Isn't that uh, Amazon, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Facebook. Amazon, Apple, T, uh, t Then t, you, know t, you got t, the, the, the the NVIDIAs at the end, right? What's T? T-Mobile? Uh, no,
1: t Talking real
2: money? Talking real money out of a huge run-up. The bottom line is the bottom line. Only 36% of U.S. mutual funds that invest in large-cap stocks beat their benchmarks through July. That according to Bank of America. Uh, you go back further, the further you go back, the harder it is to maintain that advantage for exactly the reason Bess and Binder says. Yet the people that run the funds will tell you, well, yeah, I'm making very good decisions. I'm not dumb, but no, we're not saying we're dumb. The market is skewed. It's not right. There's something wrong with the market that's keeping me from making the money I should be making.
1: Yeah, no, what's wrong is that it's a mere 72 stocks. Right. So not only I mean you, you 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 have almost no chance as an individual, any individual of at any given time picking those 72 stocks in advance of them being the good ones. Exactly. The and odds are stacked so far against you.
2: And let's unpack that a little bit. But while we're doing that, you need to find out what the T is.
1: I got That's that. Drive me a- it, it drives, you, you know why? I, and and <laughs> speaking of driving in. you, driving you crazy, this stock drives me a little ah, crazy. Tesla,
2: ah, Tesla. Yeah. Okay, so it's that.
1: Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Tesla, Microsoft, ah, Alphabet. Alphabet and, and Netflix. Netflix. NVIDIA. Netflix. Netflix. Netflix? Netflix. Okay. All right. I assumed it was. All right.
2: Anyway, Nvidia the video line- may be
1: the new one now. It could and- be Fatman. And this is a
2: decision every one of you has to make. To me, when people ask me, I tell them that this is personal. You have to decide whether you're going to hire an active manager or you're going to accept what the market provides.
1: So in other words, you have to decide if you're going to invest badly or invest better. <laughs>
2: But you could put it that way. Part of it is the accepting the fact that you're saying, "I'll take what the market provides." Many people say, "No, I want to make more than the market." Okay,
1: so then you're go going find to, somebody. Likely, who's you're that. going to fail. Okay, likely,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the other likely part: you're likely going to pay more for the pleasure of doing that because yes. those funds generally are more expensive than index funds.
1: Absolutely. Right? Yes. yes. No, we're in total agreement. Here's
2: another one: you're generally going to know if you hold an index fund or like. You generally know what you own. If you have an active portfolio, you may own one thing today. You may own a different thing tomorrow. I mean, they just talked about how Kathy Wood at ARK has unloaded Tesla and is now buying up Roblox. I think I'm saying that right. Roblox. R-R-O-B-L-O-X. R-O-B-L-O-X. Roblox to company. stop
1: the Teslas from going down the road so <laughs> I that don't know. They don't, their stock doesn't do as well. I'm
2: happy with Elon but because the book is coming out, right? But at any rate, I mean, so – you have to be willing to say, "Well, ah, I'm not sure exactly what I own because the person running the fund got up this morning and decided it's all over for Tesla. I'm moving it all into Roblox. I I, I don't know what the Roblox is, but R O B L O X. Someone will
1: look that up now too.
2: That's these are decisions you have to make as an investor. Every person has to decide that, and <laughs> we've made our decision a long time ago, long, 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 and we both you know, kind of had some, well, you were stockbroker, so you had some active management. I used to work, uh, I used to have my money with a guy that was buying and selling stuff 45 years ago and could tell me he could, you know, this is how it looks is why you got to do that. We don't buy buy any of that anymore.
1: But most people do and uh, most people still do because we like to think that somebody knows the future and they're... And, and, and as long as people are willing to lie, there will be a lot of people claiming they can do that for you because it's a, it's an easy way to suck some money out of you.
2: And hope springs eternal uh, that I will find the, the, the stock, I will find the manager, I will find the guru who's going to lead me to the promised ground and make way more than just what the markets, and I need to say markets because it's not just a market, the markets provide.
1: Right. Right. And, and, and until you come to that difficult conclusion, you are going to keep banging your head against the wall. And remember all of those success stories you hear. Oh, well, my broker, yeah, they made me a lot of money. You know, I, Oh, I only pick the funds that go up. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 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 One it's either posturing or it's anecdotal and, one of these days we're going to maybe some of us are going to grasp the fact that anecdotes are not evidence all they are is a story for one person at one moment in time i mean anecdotally if you talk to that one person in texas who went into the 711 and bought the the 200 million dollar lottery ticket if you ask them winning the, the playing the lottery is a brilliant investment Anecdotally, in that one case, it was absolutely correct. Yeah, and also we know the other thing about investing is you
2: love a good story. And mm-hmm. there was one a few years ago about this brand new thing everybody's got to own called non fungible tokens. Correct? Oh, gosh, are we going to do the non fungibles? I thought you might want to mention it here because that was kind of a oh. hot thing that people
1: said, "I got to own this because crypto's not good enough." Well, it turns out that they've... And let me see if I can find the story. Oh, here it is. Okay. This is from Rolling Stone Magazine. A new report. This came out from uh, from the NFT industry, from a company called Dap Gamble. <laughs> they call it big, Roblox, by the way, Roblox is yes. a video gaming company. Ah, okay. Roblox. Anyway, they did a study of... Seventy three thousand NFT collections, seventy three thousand. Okay, so pretty big yeah, sample that's size. Wide, yeah. And they found that s- almost seventy thousand of them have a market capitalization. These are these are collections, not are just individual lots of lot
2: them. Rather yeah,
1: than I just got one in the closet, kind of. Almost thing. seventy thousand, sixty nine thousand seven hundred and ninety five have a market cap value. Yeah, of Zero. What? 95% of NFTs are not even worth one cent. That is $17 billion. The, 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 there was a, the trading volume at one point was $17 billion in 2021. And 95% of those are now worth nothing. 23 million people, it is estimated, own non-fungible tokens with no value. So
2: 23 million. So that's
1: like 8% of the country or
2: something. Yeah. That's more a than I would have thought.
1: Ridiculous amount of people yeah, because remember they were everywhere. They were, I mean, you know, Jimmy Fallon had his, uh, drunken magic ape, whatever the heck it was. Board, uh, board, ape yacht club, Poor Jimmy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, these, at, these things were promoted all over the place. People were paying thousands and thousands of dollars for a picture of a monkey, and uh, and and now they're worth nothing. As a matter of fact, only one percent of all the NFTs out there are listed for sale at more than six thousand dollars, and the most expensive collections now are priced between five dollars. And hundred dollars. And I gotta ask,
2: if it, maybe you know this because you pay better attention. Can I trade my beanie babies in for an NFT? Is that a possibility? No,
1: you're I I'd be willing to bet your beanie babies actually have a higher value. What about my pet
2: rock? I on can at the least throw that through no, a
1: window or something.
2: Uh, no?
1: You know, I, I just came back from North Carolina. And, uh, I was thinking about just picking up a whole truckload of pet rocks and <laughs>
2: we should, they're making a fortune. Bring, I'm
1: bringing those back.
2: Don and Tom pet rock, man. Yeah. You gotta have one of those.
1: Talking real rocks. All
2: right, all right, uh, are.
1: anyway, so <laughs> NFTs and it just quietly happened. Yeah. You really, it wasn't a day by day thing. All of a sudden. Tch- Market's just gone. Twenty one. Yeah. Remember in nineteen twenty nineteen. In twenty twenty one. Nineteen twenty one. remember uh in, in twenty twenty-one, they were trading seventeen billion dollars of these things. And now they're worthless. I just called Paul Merriman yeah. and he says he
2: can remember nineteen twenty-one and they were not trading them then, just I, for the
1: record. So I, I believe, I think, I'm pretty sure that we said many. Many years ago on this <laughs> like, show, at the
2: beginning, yeah, like that this,
1: that these like crypto are a dumb idea, and crypto. I'm telling you, crypto folks, the same thing is going to happen to you. It is. Uh, maybe the maybe Bitcoin survives, but the rest of them psh, psh, done. What's wrong with Dogecoin? I love a good joke Woo! from time to time. Anyway, all right,
2: got time for a couple quick questions here.
1: Sure, I, I think you them. can answer. I love this one. them questions
2: because uh, this is something that was again something that really everybody had to get into, and then they decided not to. David from Kirkland, Washington, writes: If I redeem my I bond before three years, I give up three months of interest. Yep. Is that interest the first three months of the purchase, or the last three months that the I bond has been held? The Which most party?
1: recent three months. They the take last that. They keep that. Months. That's okay. right.
2: And, you that's know, this right, but if you're you going to
1: own yeah. I-bonds, you should own them for one reason and one reason only, as a hedge against inflation. You get your Not money back, too. Not as a way too, to make way. more money.
2: Yeah, well, that's mistakenly when they were at 9%, people thought, well, this is an easy way to make a whole lot of money. Well, it was for a short period of time. All right, thank you for that. This is uh, from Leander, Texas. Don't know it. Uh, Cynthia writes, First, love your show. Perfect combination of humor and investment education. Hmm. Thank you for that. My question regards Social Security. The 2022 annual report from Social Security states that Social Security cash reserves will be depleted by 2034. Annual taxes will cover 78% of scheduled benefits if no changes are are made, benefits will have to be cut by 24.9%. I'm going to trust your math. Uh, math. The math's right, yeah. Okay. You usually recommend waiting to age 70 to take benefits. In 2030, that's four years before the bankruptcy, my husband and I will be 70, and I'm wondering if I should take this future 2034 reduction into account. I've tried to calculate when would be the most advantageous age to start taking benefits in order to maximize them, using age 67, full retirement age, versus age 70. Uh, then there's some more discussion about the math of all this. Then she adds the important part, I think. Social security is a small part of our future income. Maybe I'm overthinking it.
1: Oh, there you go. You think?
2: Okay, couple you know, things. So We quick. do this
1: all the time as humans. Yeah, we way, overthink way. everything.
2: You should see some of the portfolios we get from people. Number one. We don't know this for sure, but I can pretty well tell you that something will be done before 2034. It might be right before 2034. And the longer they wait, the bigger the problem is. Um, I think it's highly unlikely, and this is not meant to be political, that if you're already getting a benefit, the likelihood of that being changed is pretty small. Mm-hmm. I think it's more likely that the cap gets lifted, something else gets done, so more tax revenue comes. I don't think you should make the decision based on what could or could not happen in 2034, because we don't know.
1: Yeah, I believe in basing in basing decisions yeah. on what is today, not what yep. might be or Absolutely. might not be. And and here's the thing, Tom has nailed it. Think about think for a moment about the political clout of folks 50 and older. A lot of us old people out there. <laughs> what is the one thing most older people do religiously when it comes to government? We vote. We vote. Yeah, it would be political suicide to not fix this. If you suddenly said across the board, "Hey, we're cutting everybody's benefits by twenty five percent," well, they would uh, not only be revoting, they would be revolting. Yeah,
2: I couldn't Uh, agree more. We
1: will be. And and here is what: these are the two likely scenarios that are going to bail out Social Security, and they're not that complicated. They're just not popular politically with one party. Um, the, the, that's silly cap. The hundred, no,
2: not no tax over 150. 40, is it?
1: Yeah. 145. Yeah, yeah. Whatever okay. the number yeah. is yeah. that yeah. cap. Um, I, I now for the first time in my life, uh, the past couple of years for the first time in my life, make over that gap. What? Yeah. And I, I don't pay that. any more social security. Oh, jeez, And it seems silly. I should be paying. I'm not opposed to paying more uh, on that uh, extra money. I think coming out of every
2: paycheck, you can send more money to Washington. They will accept it. Yeah, well, they
1: need to do it for for more people than just me. Okay,
2: all right, fair enough.
1: Uh, Pretty much has to be done for everybody. The The numbers don't work. What's what's the second one? The second one is the retirement age must be raised even more because it's been a hundred years, basically. The FRA needs to keep rising every single year as long as life expectancies are continuing to increase. When social security began, a tiny fraction of the population lived past 65. There wasn't much being paid out because most of us, particularly men, were dead already. Thank you, women. Um, and Wait, they're killing us is that what the of deal of course is? they are i didn't know that it's subtle but just but think like about you've been married so nice ho- you've been times. married why am think i being so it. nice
2: at home i don't then i gotta be a little tougher. that's
1: see you fell for it
2: <laughs> you, you're being again not again.
1: only are you being nice but you're slowly being killed off
2: <laughs> i gotta quit eating their cooking uh okay Oh yeah.
1: They're cooking. Excuse me. Does your wife cook? (laughs) Not much. Not mine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know, which is fine. All right. But back to Cynthia for a moment. I think you're absolutely right. Don't make a decision based on what may or may not happen. I gave you that, but here's what I would look at. Number one, if social security is going to be a small part of your future income, I probably would take it at 67. I would probably take it at full retirement age because in some ways, as you know, the longer you wait, you're betting that you will live, you got to live the 10 years to collect the benefit, to, to, to have it pay off, right? To have taken more from the system than if you had taken it earlier because you've three years where you didn't get anything, right? Well,
1: the way I'm feeling, I better go take mine now.
2: You, I'd click your button right now if I were you. Oh. So that's one thing to consider. The second is exactly what you said. If you have the money and social security, I mean, if, if social security is going to be a big part of your retirement income, then it makes way more sense to wait because that benefit is growing 8% a year plus inflation every year after full retirement age. So I think your your thinking is good here. Forget the, the, the political situation that surrounds all this. Run the calculation. If it's close, go ahead and take your benefit at full retirement age. Sure. Why not?
1: After all that, you're just coming around and going, take it early? What was <laughs> we it we too long? So much. I don't no, know. Why did we months. argue? You should have just said, yeah, go ahead and take it. Okay. Get, get your money. What the heck? All, all right. right. Thank you all for being here, there, listening, wherever you are. Tom would love to talk to you on uh, every Saturday, just yeah, every Saturday morning.
2: Call this Saturday. I got to call next Saturday I already. Call morning. him at 800 no, 3866. No, no, no. You got to set up an appointment. Wait, okay, you can call, but I'm not going to. There have been people that have actually called Saturday morning. Hey, you there? Yeah, I'm here, but i prefer to okay, an appointment. Okay, excuse
1: me. I you do answer did the phone. say. You did say. <laughs> not
2: the way I meant it.
1: Whoa, oh, oh, now we have to discern how you mean things. Oh, you do sound more like my wife all the time.
2: Wait, you meant that? <laughs> you,
1: uh, <laughs> oh, wait, but you said this, but that's not <laughs> what I meant. That's not what I meant. You yes, were sir. supposed to hear what I meant, This not isn't what that I kind said. of show,
2: okay? That's all right, so. somebody
1: else. So, Go to talkingrealmoney.com yes. and set up an appointment with yes, Tom. Yes,
2: thank you. I'd prefer at the, that.
1: At the meet an advisor button. Yeah, happy to chat. And then chat with him. And remember, if you want to chat with us live, the time to do that is Saturday. Make a note. Saturday. Put it on your calendar. Oh, I can talk to Tom and Don live from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern time. And it's a lot easier than you'd think. Just call 855 935 Talk, 8255, that's the numbers, between 3 and 5 p.m. Eastern, noon to 2 Pacific, and we'll talk on Talking Real Money, the radio show that becomes the podcast. There you go. Anything else you'd like to add? No,
2: thank you very much for all of you listening. It's been astounding the number of people that have tuned in lately,
1: and we really do appreciate it. Thank you, Clark Howard. Yeah, love you, Clark. (laughs) Love you, Clark. Yeah, Okay. All right, I'm Don. Tom's over there. Would you please take that shirt off the wall? It looks tacky.
0: I love that shirt on the wall. We're talking You're not real me